Board round, session number 48. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I would love for you to share this podcast with your classmates. If you're listening to this, you're probably in medical school. And guess what? You probably have classmates who would love to have free board prep when they're working out, when they're walking their dog, when they're driving to school, wherever it may be. Just share them. uh, Let them know about this podcast. Share this with them. Let's go and jump into our episode today. Dr. Mike Natter back for some more board rounds. How are you today? Oh, I'm living the dream. Dr. Gray, how are we doing? I'm doing great. How is your cordy timpani working today? Um, tasting all of the things in the t- the interior two-thirds of the tongue. That's so we're good. doing okay. That's good. That's exactly what it should be doing. So I'm glad, <laughs> glad that's uh, how it's rocking. What are we do- what are we doing today? Hopefully, I think I think we're off of nerves finally. Uh, we graduated. Yeah. Yes. Thank God. Yes. We we've overexcited the nerves. We are moving on to um, a different type of mental state, uh, behavioral health. Yes, I I uh, will hopefully do better with the mental health, behavioral health stuff than with the nervous system. I'm sorry to that, my neurology wife. <laughs> I do think that there is a little bit more in, intuiting that we can do uh, on these questions if we're not sure. And I also do want to say that um, from what I recall from my step one exam, which was now five years ago, geez, um, I recall there being a significant amount of these behavioral type questions. So they seem like they might not be relevant to you if you're not trying to go into the mental health field, but they actually are going to pop up on your tests. Okay. Let's do it. Here we go. A 20-year-old student presents to the emergency department with palpitations, insomnia, and anxiety for two months. She reports feeling irritable and experiencing severe mood swings that are interfering with her sleep and relationships. She emits crying spells and frequent fights with her friends and family. She's lost 12 pounds in the past two months and has no apparent alteration in her diet or physical activity, although she is happy with her weight loss. She denies any past medical or psychiatric problems, but her friends have always been worried that she eats too little. She drinks two to three, two to three beers each weekend and denies any tobacco or illicit drugs. The patient's temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Blood pressure is 148 over 62. Pulse is 122, and it's regular, and her respiratory rate is 28 per minute. The exam is significant for a fine tremor of the hands, warm, moist skin. Her eyes and eyelids do not move together during a finger-following test with steady head. Which of the following is the most likely cause of her symptoms? Mm. Is it A, generalized anxiety disorder, B, anxiety due to a medical condition, C, somatic symptom disorder, or D, conversion disorder? Oh, boy. Um, so just a, a few things from the, the vignette side of things. So uh, we have a student, right? And so students is this surrounding tests and performance anxiety. Um, they don't really mention anything about that. So uh, that's just something that popped in my mind. Just talking to pre-med students all the time, they seem to be 
um, struggling with that. The palpitations was interesting. And then on her exam, it, it shows her pulse is 122. So I'm like, oh, that's a little tricky. Um, no psychiatric history, uh, medical issue in the past. Her weight loss is interesting with no change in diet and physical activity. So that is kind of interesting and, and is starting to give me some thoughts and some ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the crying spells and, and mood swings and everything. So I, I think it's very easy looking at these answers here to go straight to A potentially where it's like, oh, this anxiety disorder. But there's all these other like clinical issues as well. The temperature's a little bit elevated. The blood, I mean, the, the blood pressure's a little bit high. The pulse is high. The this physical exam with the tremor. So I, I think there's more than just a potential general anxiety disorder. So I'm probably going to shelf that one. Uh, conversion disorder would be, is, is she manifesting these in some way, uh, these symptoms? I, I don't think so based on uh, everything here. So I'm going to throw that one out. So I'm left with mm -hmm. B here, the anxiety due to a medical condition and then somatic symptom disorder. I don't really remember what somatic symptom disorder is, but B is really calling to me because we we know she has anxiety because it says she's had anxiety for two months. Um, and then the medical condition part, there, there's something in here that tells me she has some sort of, whether it's a thyroid issue or some sort of hormonal issue where her her system is just out of whack with her her pulse high or blood pressure high. Uh, she's losing weight. And, and and so obviously when you're in that kind of state, you're going to have some sleeping difficulties and sleeping difficulties is going to contribute to anxiety as well as having the increased hormones and other stuff going on as well. So I'm going to go with B here. I love it. So, you know, and I feel bad because I went ahead and prefaced that we were doing a behavioral health section. So mm. I kind of misled um, you and maybe our audience, but, um, that's correct. I mean, especially for myself, a budding endocrinologist, these are, uh, symptoms that are screaming, uh, that we got to screen this young woman for hyperthyroid and potentially a Graves disease. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when, when you, uh, I, so I'm a little biased, I love the endocrine system, but the endocrine system has some of the most interesting physical exam findings that I think as any kind of budding clinician, um, should always kind of think in the back of their head, um, young woman, seemingly anxious, but her heart rate's super fast. And they said it was a regular heart rate, but it's not uncommon to see atrial fibrillation, which would be irregularly irregular with mm -hmm. folks that have, um, you know, um, hyperthyroidism. She's sweaty. She's losing weight. She's not trying to, she's young. We don't think it's as cancer. Um, you know, all of these things, as well as the tremor, and, um, and this lid lag, I, you know, they're really pointing toward, um, a, a hyperthyroid picture. So it's definitely something that I would call a medical condition. And I would not call this something like super tentorial or behavioral or mental health related. They also are steering you away from, um, the fact that she does not have any, uh, mental health history at all. Um, now all that being said, if these physical exam findings weren't as obvious, 
Um, you do typically see folks uh, kind of present with things like bipolar and psychosis when they are kind of in their 20s. So it's not uncommon to see that. Um, and so the fact that she's in that age range initially and you and you have a feeling that you're in this behavioral health section, you may kind of go that route. But always keep in mind that even if you think it's, especially clinically, even if you think it's uh, mental health related, you still always want to rule out organic um, clinical medical uh, causes. And so, so this case, this woman is definitely experiencing what I would consider symptoms of hyperthyroid. Um, and we can also go to the next step and, and uh, ask us, you know, what tests we might want to order. Um, what would you want to kind of uh, get in that case? Why are you asking me? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, so, I mean, specifically for hyperthyroidism, obviously you want uh, TSH, you want um, uh, T3, T4, all those fun things yeah. to see what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. So like that will, that will give us the answer relatively quickly. If she has a very low or undetectable TSH, remember that hyperthyroid gives you a low or undetectable TSH. And if she has a very high or elevated T3, T4, um, with T3 being the active form of the thyroid hormone, so mm -hmm. that's probably the better one to get in this case, um, then that would be um, helpful. There are other conditions that can also cause these kinds of things, specifically other endocrine conditions. So, um, you know, if her, her blood pressure is a little bit elevated, if her blood pressure was elevated all the time, she was sweaty, she was having these outbursts, um, this is much more rare, but you can consider something like a pheochromocytoma. Oof, that's a yeah. fun one to That's say. Good one. Pheochromocytoma. We can even break that down. Pheo actually means ugly. And then the <laughs> chromaffin cells of the adrenal medulla. Um, and then oh, anything under an oma, remember, it's just a, a mass or a tumor. So you have a tumor of your adrenal medulla. Um, and that adrenal medulla usually spits out, you know, epinephrine, norepinephrine, adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So you're just spitting out that all the time. Yep. So you have the symptoms of being kind of adrenaline, adrenaline, um, you know, running through your system. So you're going to have tachycardia, you're going to have hypertension, you're going to be diaphoretic, you're going to be anxious. Um, and if let's say she happens to have some thyroid dis dysfunction and a pheochromocytoma, and maybe her calcium is messed up or her pancreas is messed up, you want to make sure that you also are thinking about things like MEN or multiple, multiple endocrine neoplasia. We're getting way off on tangents here. Yeah. But Isn't there like, MEN 1 and 2 as well? There's MEN 1, MEN 2A, and MEN 2B. Ooh. Um, and they have, they have or not to be? characteristics. <laughs> Whoa. Exactly. Okay. Um, but we, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, okay. but yeah, correct. Um, but these, these are things that you can consider besides hyperthyroidism, um, that might also be causing your symptoms, but, um, this is looking much more like hyperthyroidism. Okay. Uh, right. and then the, the wrong answers here, any, any or key takeaways there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we, so we could touch base on a few things. So when we think about conversion disorders, usually characterized by these like neurologic symptoms that can't, can't be explained away by, um, like a medical or neurologic condition. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's usually in the setting of something going on at home or at work, or there's something kind of, uh, uh, the, the patient is not kind of cognizant of why or what's going on, yep. uh, but there's something that's kind of like underlyingly triggering it, but you yep. can't explain it away from a neurologic or medical condition, which obviously here you can. Yeah. And, uh, and just, just a caveat to that. I, th I think historically the, the language is, oh, they're faking it. Right. And, and that's correct. not always like patients a lot of times don't know that they're doing this, even though correct. something in their body is doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's important to say too, also, because yeah. you never want to kind of stigmatize your patient. And yep. even though you as the clinician are like, you know, clearly, you know, your, your legs working just fine, you know, like you're, yep. you're limping, you know, but, um, regardless, uh, they actually truly believe that there's something wrong with their leg. Yep. Um, 
similarly, but slightly different is the somatic symptom disorder. So um, I, I think fibromyalgia is kind of starting to fall into these categories where, again, this patient believes that there is some issue, but it's because of their emotional distress that's kind of causing their their impairments. Okay. Um, but I also don't think that it's necessarily in the same setting as like a conversion disorder where there's no like clear um, trigger, if I'm recalling correctly. Okay. Interesting. So potentially along the same lines, but different. It's similar. It's, it, there's, there's some differenti- differentiation that I'm, I'm not doing a good job of explaining, but th- there is something that differentiates the two. Okay. Um, and then um, what's the other one? The other one is just generalized anxiety. So yeah, so generalized anxiety is there's some specific criteria that you have to meet. Um, so these symptoms actually have to be present for at least six months to, in order to carry that diagnosis. Um, and you know, she does fit some of the criteria, but because you can explain the other symptoms that are more specific for uh, a medical condition, um, it's much more likely that it's, that it's that. And also just if we're talking, um, just out of safety, um, for you to, um, diagnose someone with generalized anxiety instead of saying they may have a medical condition, um, you could do them quite a bit of harm, um, by not treating the underlying condition if you missed it. So you should always want to rule out those first, especially if there's like nebulous or gray symptoms that you got to pinpoint. All right. There you have it. Another great episode for you with Dr. Mike Natter. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you learned something from it as you learned with me as Dr. Mike Natter was teaching me through this journey. Uh, Don't forget, you can check out Dr. Mike Natter at mike.natter on Instagram. I'm medicalschoolhq on Instagram. If you want to follow me there, go check out everything that he's doing, some amazing stuff with his artwork. And don't forget to go check out boardvitals.com and use the promo code boardrounds to save 15% off their banks or their shelf exams, whatever you need to help prepare you for your next step in this journey. Again, boardvitals.com. Use the promo code boardrounds to save 15% off. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.